Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports, an unfiltered sports podcast that's unlike any you've listened to before. They speak the truth and aren't afraid to hurt some feelings. Now, from the backwoods of Arkansas, here's your hosts, Tyler and Dakota. Ready, ready! Boy, it's loaded. It's slightly biased. It's Dakota. And it's Tyler. We're here. It's a bit jam-packed today, folks. I'm talking about... La ho did Yes. La ho That's four syllables for loaded right there. That's how fucking jam-packed this bitch is. Couple too many. Couple too many, yes. Necessary. It is necessary. Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? <laughs> no, but I do it anyway. Because <laughs> it's sterile and I like the taste. Sterile. Nothing's sterile anymore. COVID's got it all. Coming at you from a crispy cold... Titbit nipply, Arkansas. Colder afternoon. than a witch's titty in a brass bra. Boy, it is. And you're gonna be hearing this Thursday morning. It's gonna be even colder than that said. Oh my god, it's, it's gonna be even colder than said titty. Thirteen. Because it is. Yeah, it's it's in the 40s right now. Feels like we can bust out the old jean shorts right now. But tomorrow morning, when you're hearing this, deceptively cold 40 though. Your nips will be chilly. <laughs> it's gonna be cold, some bitch. For those of you that do not have remote start, <laughs> I feel for you. You should have invested in it when it was the summer when it'd be cheap. <laughs> it's just one of those things that you think, I don't need it. You need it. You do need it. I'm telling you now, you need it. And I said the same thing about power windows when I first got my first truck. Mm-hmm. It had crank up windows, saved you a decent amount of money at the time on vehicles. And I was like, who the fuck would pay money to push a button? Try rolling your passenger side window down going to the interstate. It ain't mm-hmm. safe. You shouldn't do it. I've done it multiple times. It's worth the money. The old 94 grand that we have spoke of before. <laughs> so smokes. She was hand cranked. Had none of those things. Yes, correct. Whatever package you can think of was not on that car. You're going to be listening to this on Thursday morning, which is January 6th. We're recording this Wednesday night, January 5th. Bingo. If you have not subscribed to the show, please do. If you're new to the show, thank you all for tuning in. If you're regulars of the show, thank you for being regulars. Go check out our YouTube. You should always strive to be regular. Once I get a storage unit, I will get all my shit out of my garage, and we will have a place to transport the recording desk from one room to the garage. Right now, I have nowhere else to put it, so I don't want to put it up yet. The stream will be coming soon, as soon as I get that fucking gra- the, uh, storage unit and get all this shit out of my damn garage. Maybe we just get a heater put in the garage. According to the garage. I thought about it, but it echoes a lot. Well, that's no good. I don't know how it would how it We'll would do a tester. We might, yeah, we might do a little tester. And it's gonna, yeah, we're going to need a lot of space heaters in there. We can bring one of them jet heaters from work, boys. You won't be able to hear a shit. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% <laughs> right. That's all you'll hear. <laughs> Pardon me for your headphone wares and yeah, car yeah. speakers that turn it all the way up. But yes, please go to our YouTube. Subscribe on our YouTube because I swear to God the stream is coming. We're just having some delays. It's coming. Okay. There's no storage units. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, there's going to be. It's going to be modern storage right down there on 14th. Okay. Anyway. Any Hoosiers, we got problems. Problems on the home front. And Problem- the away front. Yeah, problems on other teams' home front. And the neutral fronts. Yes. All the fronts. Problems in fronts, backs, all different locations. We get problems all around. It's bad. And you know who's loving it? Who? The NCAA. Yes. We, we're talking we're, NIL deals. We're going to talk NIL deals. we got NFL on the back end. It's a long one. NFL fans, stick through here with us because the NFL front is fucking loaded. Bingo. But we got some rage to get out of our systems about this. I have rage. I can't speak for Dakota. About this NIL bullshit. Well, here's the deal. And some Arkansas Vanderbilt talk from last night. We're going to preface this. We're trying to talk 
we're going to talk NIL and transfer portal. In the past, have been major advocates of athletes and paid. Well, no, no, it's just, I'm, not, I'm not ready to put my hand up. My yet. hand is up. Because I don't think it's a mistake paying them. It's a mistake still. I, there yeah. needs to be stipulations put in place. We need to adjust the maybe the making people immediately eligible. Not the best idea. Maybe make it in. This is what I talk about with Derek. Well, you get your your stuff out first because you're gonna you're gonna elaborate more on what we're talking about, and then I'll bring in some extras. Well, because here's the here's the thing. And when I say, "Oh my," <clears throat> you get over. Pardon me. When Lower. I say making them immediately eligible was a mistake. Immediately, immediately. Okay. There are obviously situations where it we oh, makes sense. Forgot to tell you, we got some Aaron Rodgers talk too. Mm-hmm. I, as if I could not get any harder from the thought of Aaron Rodgers, I have. When metaphorically, so stick around for that too. There are certain situations that make it logical to make somebody immediately eligible. That's why it happened in the first place. Again, immediately. Turns out there are more reasons to not do that, and not everything lies fair. So while it may not be fair in certain situations that they can't immediately play, it. Turns out it fucks us worse if everybody can play immediately. Correct. That's the transfer portal talk. And we always wondered, like, back when people transferred. And I said like, like it's two separate so, separate song. <clears throat> like, it's two separate conversations. NIL and transfer portal has become one of the same at this point. Yes. But I remember people used to transfer, and they'd be like, not eligible to play until next season. And you'd right. be like, what the fuck? Why can't they just play right now? Just they'll do it whenever they want. God damn. Bless it if I didn't fucking realize the shit that was going on. Maybe it, maybe you look at it as two separate entities. The transfer portal thing, immediately eligible, I don't have a problem with. The reason they're going to the transfer portal now is because of the NIL. I 100%. assume, in most cases. Not to say that there's not still situations where people don't like their coaches or they get a new coach in and they don't buy in, whatever the case is. Well, we're seeing that now here at Arkansas. Bingo. Not for our coach. God, no. not for Pittman. Nope. There's a position coach. Uh, yeah. But the two together are deadly to the sport yes, and the fans. There is no more building a program. Nope. Every single offseason, players are free agents. Every single offseason. If you piss one kid off, there is no... There, of course, there's going to be... There's uh, small instances of people just you know being able to roll with it and being able to have thick skin and actually wanting to grind it out. Like, look at Alabama's right. running back. Right. Did you really think that they haven't been offering players money... Several, several, several years now? Mm-hmm. Of course they have. But a player like, what is it, B. John Robinson? Mm-hmm. The running back for Alabama? Texas. No. No, I'm sorry, not B. John Robinson. Uh, shit. I can't remember his first name right now. It's Robinson, Robinson. The run- yeah, Mitch- number four. Is it Mitchell? Well, okay. I don't know what his first name is. Fuck me. You get it. You know who we're talking but about. But yes, he, he grinded it out for fucking five years. Got injured for two of those years. Grinded it out, stayed. Now he's in his fifth year, and he's fucking wrecking house. Making a name for himself. Like, you, you will see rare instances. But for the most part, you piss somebody off. You say something they don't like. You don't play them one game. They're gone. Like, every single offseason. There is no, just like Dakota said, there is no building a program no more. It's over. Program. Program. It, it, it's, it's, it's gone. It's dead. It's a fucking travesty. And for us to have to come out here and tuck our tails and say, shit. The NCAA was right. The NCAA was right. 100% correct. Now, again, I will say, I'm still an advocate for them being paid. But like anything, when you roll it out, there's going to be bugs in the system. This is a bug in the system. I'm not saying, like, 
players should be slotted, just like in the draft. If you're and if you want to do it based off position and rating, like four five star quarterbacks get this, five star running back get this. Now then you then you'll run into issues where people are there's be some fuckery with the ratings. Schools will find tamper to, with rivals correct. in two four seven and and bump those shits up. Yeah, correct. But again, when the problem comes, you adjust. Yes, you don't just roll it out and be like, well, didn't work. Go back to the Stone Age. I'm not saying that. I still think they need, they deserve to be paid oh, strictly based off the amount of money the schools make off of them. That's it. It's not because like, well, I mean, and they don't really have time to go get a job. I have Being an unpopular a, opinion. Hit it. I don't think players should be paid. Elaborate. I think having a full ride scholarship to a college and saving themselves $160,000 of debt Mm -hmm. for the rest of their lives to pay back, Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty good payment. It is. And I I think that's being understated in this whole thing, especially considering players get fluffed grades just so they can play, you know, half their courses are just jokes just so they can continue their, their playing careers. Like there are a lot of incentives for being an athlete at a, at a institution, you get passes, you get all kinds of leeway, you get Absolutely. all kinds, you know what I mean? So but my, the problem is, I'm starting to think that players should not be getting paid. Well, the problem with that is at these at power five schools, like your practice and schedule and everything that goes with it. I don't believe that. And obviously I've never been an athlete at any one school. I don't believe that you have enough free time to, this is purely a, coming from a consumer's perspective yeah, to have a job. We're not knocking any players. We're not not trying to do any of that. Because you, while you're not paying for school, you have to pay for things to survive. If you are not well, a college student that has their parents still supporting them while they're in school, which I would probably say, I would guess is probably the majority of student athletes. Over 50% say that. You have to have gas money. You got to have food money. And back when they weren't being able to get paid, they also couldn't accept a fucking cheeseburger from anybody or they get slap of sanctions. I'm also starting to understand that too. So what do you mean? Not the cheeseburger, but the metaphor of what the cheeseburger is. Right. But that's what I'm saying. You either have to have time to have a job to be able to fucking provide for yourself. I'm starting to feel like if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I didn't see how it was broke. I've never seen the transfer portal be like this ever. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think if, if one, then the other, like if you're going to pay players and you're not going to, cap it or slot them or whatever you have to make them not be able to be immediately eligible or make it incentives based where it's like if you stay at your supermax if you stay somewhere you get either more money or if you go somewhere else you get considerably less money so it's more appealing to stay with the school that you signed with your your letter of intent with so if you stay with that school you get your full salary if you transfer out you only get 70 percent. so i say you get slotted based off of Whatever metrics you want to use for the sake of I like of this, the, the star thing that you're talking you about use based star off ratings and position because you're not going to give a five star punter the same money as you would a five star quarterback, obviously. Right. More important to the team. Right. You do that, and then you're slotted for that your freshman year. Your slot changes your sophomore year, your junior year, your senior year. Yes. I don't think you can do it to where you take it away if they transfer only because that, not take it away, but lessen it. I don't. Well, so it's like more appealing to stay home. I think you're better off raising it based off of staying rather than subtracting based off leaving only because then those unique situations where somebody is like truly getting railroaded, they don't have an out. They can't afford 
I think I think be, there should be an appeal process where you can state evidence uh, and things that have happened fair. as to why you should be able to be let out. Sort of what was already in place with the NCAA and why they would deem some people immediately ineligible or for a year ineligible based off of the evidence they found and why they're trying to transfer out. So what if what we if saw it, it with Fields? That's not bad. If but if you get it with let's say like a Michigan, and I'm only using that because it's a big name school. If you have somebody who wants to transfer out of Michigan, and they claim wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. What's to keep Michigan from sticking their fucking head in the sand and dragging it out to where they don't get to play that year anyway, or they're at a disadvantage because they get there late? Be the same thing as a court a court situation when yeah, you get in trouble with something. That's but that's what happens. That's what I'm saying. So there be I a time know. limit on it. You get one chance. You get to go to you know right. school court about it with the NCAA. They make their ruling. If they deem one way or the other, you have one appeal process, and that's it. Yeah, all I'm saying, you need to tweak the system. Yeah, there's there's some shit that needs to get fi- fixed here. Like I'm not saying time. scratch it and go back to what we did. I'm saying scratch it, go back to what we did. <laughs> I 100% am. I think we agree that the option there is not an option. I think you have good ideas. Keep I, I doing like what, you're what saying. we're doing. Yeah, it's not going to work. No, this is bad. This is real bad. And we're seeing this right now in football because that's we we're saw fresh it. off the heels of football. It's going to mm-hmm. ha- if this shit starts happening in baseball to Arkansas, I'm going to, I'm gonna. Just live in a closet for the rest of my life. Going to be Howie off. from Bench Warmers. Yep. Eating fucking suntan <laughs> lotion. Um, we saw it. We saw it. Here's, here's my old man spiel. The old man who's yelling at the kids on the lawn. <laughs> we saw it with the NBA, how pissed off people were getting when it started becoming a player's league. Mm-hmm. How pissed off people were getting because now all the players have leverage and there's no point in GMs anymore. There's no point in owners anymore because right. the players run shit. Now it's going to start happening. It already is in the first year of this bullshit being completely tweaked and different. Well, we can go back. It's already that, happening in college football. Where it started happening in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. But not to the extent because I think the the NFL is a very well run business. Like people will often forget that the NFL is a business. I know we say for the player side it's a business, but like as a whole, the NFL is a extremely well run business. Same, that's, all, that's the reason why you know the names of GMs and people like in front office executives for the NFL and you don't in the NBA because they yep. serve no fucking purpose. Mm-hmm. High profile teams and like people that have gotten those positions because of players that they know or are friends with, you know those names. Cause I know David Griffin because I was a LeBron fan and he was right. the Cleveland Cavs. But, but you don't know just random fucking GMs for NBA teams because no. I don't. No. But it is trickling in. It's not trickling in. It's pouring in. It is pouring. To college. Pouring in. And what has everybody always said, you have had football fans, you have always had more college football fans than NFL football fans. Only because they say, oh, they play harder, it means more for them, yada, yada, yada. It's now starting it de- to lose that. Well, no, it definitely means more for them now. It's their it's their livelihood before their livelihood. My fear is, you look at the NBA or the NFL, and you're getting players that are much more open, whether it be due to social media and they are, they've already had their name out there before they get to the NFL. I feel like in the past we got to the NFL and it was kind of like a culture shock, kind of like nerve, nerve-wracking thing, and they just kind of stayed quiet. Don't you think the shit. nerve-wracking thing was good? I do. Kept people humble? Kept people hungry? Well, it kept people humble and it made you smart about what you choose to voice your opinion on. It made you absorb more. And I don't mean voice your opinion on in the sense that don't talk about controversial things as players. I mean, voice your opinion on is make sure you know what you're talking about before you do it. But players coming from college now, you have millionaires in college. That's why I say slot it. Like they, they deserve to be paid. Do they deserve to be paid more than someone who works nine to five every day? No, I don't think so. 
Now, again, you're talking about percentages based off how much the university makes, but again, universities, whether you like it or not, business. So I think you have to slot it. I think you have to regulate it. I don't know how that's that that's somebody else take that and run with it. Somebody above my pay grade. If there's a minimum wage for states, regular workforces, there has to be a fucking minimum and maximum wage for athletes. If a state runs that, it's for a fucking reason. Don't you think schools should do the same thing? So let's say we were fucking, we were in the goddamn military. We were fucking 18 years old, ready to go fucking shoot people in the face and making 700 fucking dollars every two weeks. So we got motherfuckers out here tossing damn pigskin at 18 years old, making $500,000 a game. Let's say you don't play sports. You go to college, you get your degree, you get a job right out of college in the field that you went to school for making $60,000 a year. Uh-huh. You happy with that? I'm going to bust my if, ass to get promoted. If you're No, I'm saying if you are 23 years old, mm-hmm. you start out making sixty grand. i am happy. Yeah, I didn't start out making sixty grand. Nope. Not close. Nope, nope. When I got out of the military, I started out making like $21,000 a year. Yep, I was making nine fifty. Yikes. Nine fifty. All I'm saying is, we went from one extreme to the other here. Not paid, ridiculously overpaid. Don't come at me with the argument of the well, the school makes billions. Why can't they make millions? I get it. It just doesn't work that way. You can't. There's a reason you cannot trust young adults. I would include myself in that. Not now. When I was that age, if you'd have handed me that much money, I'd have been a raging prick. Yes. And I'd I, have been, I would have been Baker Mayfield. I, you, you're breeding Johnny Manziel's. And we all fucking condemned and made fun of that <laughs> motherfucker. Now we are encouraging it. Look where that got him in life. I mean, he's still rich, but... I still say he wasn't that bad in the NFL. Well, but no, but that, that whole not being humble thing came in. Like, you come in as a rookie and you flip off the fucking opposing bench and you're not very good. That's a problem. And people want to kill you right out of the gates. You should be worrying about all kinds of things in the NFL. We're talking about as a quarterback right now. Getting fucking flattened. I would love not be to talk to Johnny Manziel. Yeah, Johnny Manziel, come on the show. I would fucking love. Any friends of Johnny Manziel out there? I'll let you boys. Spread the word. Because I would fucking love to talk to Johnny Manziel. But speaking of Transfer Portal, let's talk about some uh, some news on that front. Mm. First, we found out a couple of days ago. I say first. It's not actually first. We had some other people transfer out. Uh, but We're hitting hot buttons. A couple of days ago, I saw Jalen Catalan post, and it was a thing about his brother. I thought it was him at first, and I panicked. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw the first, the first was it Jaden or something like that? But it was close enough at a glance, I panicked. I can't remember what his brother's first name is. It's, it's not good that I am calling someone just because it's his brother. I don't know his first name. I can't remember. But And then I, I saw him post his brother's thing saying that he was going to transfer out. And I was like, oh, that fucking sucks. Then I clicked the video. And I watched the fucking practice reps that his brother was doing. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Why the fuck wasn't he in, Kendall? Well, it turns out that may not have been a Kendall thing. Could have been a position coach. Kendall, I redact that statement. TBD. I still don't like you. <laughs> but For reasons strictly based on the football field. Strict, yes. You as a human, this is never about you as a human, okay? Let's not take things personal around here. Well, so we not, got some thin-skinned sons of bitches around here. with him. They, we do have some personal issues with people. For of no course. apparent reason. Oh, absolutely, yeah. 
but I saw him, as the kids say, breaking motherfuckers off. Correct. In practice. Correct. Stupid breaking people off. And I thought, well, that would have been fucking nice this year. Now, one might say, well, who was he running against? If you watch the video. It's the against sep- everybody. The sep- Well, the, even if it's everybody on the third team, the separation that he was getting. Disgusting. It doesn't matter. Gross. That had to have been that had to have been only film <laughs> that had to have been only film against Hudson Clark. I mean that's <laughs> that had to have been there had to have been seventeen Hudson Clarks in this film. But if that's the case, <laughs> we're justifying starting Hudson Clark. That's what he does to starters. Well, that's another shout out to another position coach that's apparently burning some bridges here. But um yeah, Jalen Catalan's brother transferring out. I thought, well, that's fucking sucks. One, because Catalan is coming for his last year. Correct. His next year, and then his brother just goes, and I'm like, oh shit, oh fuck, here we go. Yeah, the dominoes are falling. Yes. I'm I'm hoping one of the other dominoes that has fallen today is strictly because of Slusher and Catalan's success and not because of something else. Once we see if a couple more DBs bounce too, we're going to know it's more. But I'm hoping that move was strictly because Slusher had a lot of success this year. They played Blair quite a bit at safety, and Catalan coming back is clearly the anchor of that defense Correct. now. I'm praying that's why Fouché has transferred. I still don't fully understand it, though, off the heels of one of the best games he's had. Think about it. I off guess. the heels of one of his best games he's had. I guess. But the one before that that was surprising, not surprising. It was surprising. Devin Bush transferred again in the transfer portal. Again. This time for real. If you remember, he put his name in the transfer portal. Pittman comes in. He comes back. Takes his name out of the portal. It almost seems like the DB coach wouldn't play him last year. And then Pittman came in and he's like, I'll give this new coach a chance. I'll see if I can get some time. And then the exact same position coach was still there and still wouldn't play him. And now he's like, well, this is another coach. Same position coach. I'm clearly not going to play. I'm out of this bitch. Right. For And Devin Bush's uh, instance is what we're talking about. Correct. Because I am a big advocate for Devin Bush. He was a highly touted defensive back. Fouché apparently... Fouché happened today. Fouché is saying he's transferring out too. Um, a lot of the murmurs on that one are because they say he wanted to go to LSU because that's where he's from, is Louisiana. He didn't get an offer from there. He came here, started to shine, and now apparently they have hit him up and he wants to go play for them. Well, part of that's because they stink. I don't know what it is. I mean, he'll, he'll play 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is they've been humbled. Yeah. Yeah, big play Fouché going to L.A. Louisiana, that is. Oh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, there's ru- there's rumors on Arkansas Twitter that there are soon to be more defensive backs bouncing. If that happens, we're going to know it's 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 a position coach that hopefully Pittman and Juracek can be like, all right, let's nip this before this shit gets completely I out of hand. we're past nipping it. Yeah. It, it, I think it should have been nipped. Put the tourniquet on. Put the wind tee tourniquet on. Crank that motherfucker down. Velcro that bitch down. Write the time on it because we got we're about don't, to lose blood here. Don't write the time on it. Let it sit there. Cut the circulation off. Cut the whole leg off. I don't care. This is a problem. Yeah, well, you need to stop the fucking bleeding. You need to know what time it was put on there, so we need to know when to adjust it. Okay? Military guys out there, military guys and gals, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Slap that wind tee, not the cat. I hate that son bitch. Put that wind tee on. Call it, fix this the fucking fact leg that we here. we were taught to do that by doing it to the fullest extent was miserable. Yep, always a tough time whenever it was time <laughs> to go do your, uh, what do they call that shit? 
Eagle first responder course. Yeah, and Campbell, that's what they called it. I can't remember what they called it in fucking. I don't know, but I went right. to about 19 of them because it was like, who wants to go? And it's like, I'll do it. I've done it poor. And then you had that most people who would do it, they would do the fucking nasal airway thing with yeah. the tube. They yeah. would just show you how to do it. And you'd have that fucking hard ass every now and then. It's like, all right, pick a partner. Yeah. The fuck you talking about? Yeah. You going to jam that big bitch down my nose? We're talking about like first responder stuff in the military. What you would call out here first responder stuff, what we would call there um, in the military, we call it just. Uh, what would you call that? It's first aid, but there's a military term for it. Um, I don't know. That's what they called it, Campbell. That's the only time I ever did it. It's first aid, essentially. I don't. I can't remember what the fuck they but called like, it. Like with for like sucking chest wounds and but shit. That's not like we're talking CPR. about. It's yeah, not CPR training. We're talking about battlefield fucking wounds here. We're talking about halo seals on your chest. Long story about, short, yes. there's a big fucking tube, rubber fucking tube thing. Anybody that drinks out of them like. Extra long rubber straws. What is it called? A nasal pharyngea or something it's, like that? Every NPA? time I say it, I say it different. And one God of, bless one it. One of them's right. Anyway, you, the tube, it's probably, I don't know what you say, three quarters of an inch? Probably diameter, so. Up your, it's big enough that you got to kind of flare your nostril when you stick it in. You stick it up your nose, down your throat, and you tape it off. You nasal gotta, pharyngeal. I was right. Yeah, you got to bust it. Through a membrane in the back of your nose, you can feel it. Pop. You can feel it clicking and popping the whole way down. And when you pop it, lock it, drop it, <laughs> you're gonna get a sinus infection, guaranteed, every fucking time. I have, I still have the photo from when my shit got completely bussered, <laughs> and I was just pouring blood out of my face, and I was told to rub dirt on it. But you know, it happened. I, it's just a different time. But uh, yeah, let's 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 stop the bleeding here. It's I hate to do any slander towards any of our favorite teams you know, position coaches or anybody in the organization. Mm-hmm. But we're talking Carter here, DB coach. And apparently if I'm, I'm going to take it all back, if we don't see all these people start flying out of here, the Fouché thing, I'm going to, I'm praying and you hoping can make that make sense that it is a Catalan and a, and a slusher success situation. I don't even need that. Devin like, Bush, he just it, didn't get to play. If it is because he wants to go home and they're offering him now, go home. I get right, it. Right. I get it. Now you are a, you were voted a team captain right. by your fucking teammates. That's problematic. And you bounce. That looks bad on you, bud. Just does. And I feel some type of way about it. And we're and we're losing other captains by the natural process of just aging out. So that's tough. I have a, several new captains. Luckily, for the moment, Catalan's still here. I like I will say I like the other safeties that we have more than I did Fouché. I don't know. I, I always the, wanted Slusher to play. We got to. I got. Were you with me? No, me and Beck were at the last Razorback, the Razorback game that we went mm-hmm. to, Texas one. Mm-hmm. Was it Texas? Yeah, yeah. It was Texas, and we got to meet uh, Miles Slusher's mom and dad. Fucking awesome people. Super nice. Super kind. Super polite. Um, hopefully, they sent the message that I said. Tell them slightly biased. Says <laughs> we love you. They said they tell him. I'm gonna hope you did tell him because we do love Slusher around here. So I, I do like the slusher and the Catalan pairing. I'm going to hope that's what it's, the Fouché thing's about. Let's just pray we don't start seeing DBs fly off. Unless it's Hudson Clark. He can fly. Let him fly through the portal. First class. F- fucking see ya. I, 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 <coughs> Whoa, Jesus. get it out of there, boys. I uh, don't want to spend too much more time on this, but Caleb Williams did in- transfer portal That needs well. to be discussed. Oh, and not only Caleb Williams... But they're one of their best wide receivers, Mario Williams, mm. also entered the portal because he went. He only went there for Caleb Williams. Correct. 
the Caleb Williams thing is extremely interesting. Now, I'm sure Oklahoma has good quarterbacks coming in consistently. I feel like he had that job locked up. For sure. I think maybe he doesn't like the coach. Maybe they're going to be more run heavy. Maybe they're not going to get out of the West Coast a little bit. Try to try to gear it towards more of an SEC style play. And Nova I, wants I that. I always struggle when you have a defense coordinator come in to be your head coach when you are an extremely high powered offensive school. Like you, he's not just going to be able to adopt that and tweak it without severely changing it. Or I find it very difficult to do that. Like that's just not how your brain operates. It's not how you've trained your brain to operate over right. the course of your successful career. Right. You're going to go with what works. That's why they hired you. So naturally, you're going to bring, you're going to change the team to your thoughts more so than right. your thoughts to the team. Otherwise, it makes no sense for them bringing you in. Right. But Caleb Williams transferring or put in the same transfer portal. He did say there's a high probability. He seemed back very to hesitant that he was actually saying he's going, which I don't respect. If you're going to the transfer portal, fucking go. Just, just do it. Don't say I'll probably come back. I just want to see what's out there. That's just openly saying if somebody offers me more, I'll go. This is now going to become a bidding war. Correct. And Oklahoma can play ball with about anybody. I'm sure. As far as money. But like, go say say you go back to Oklahoma. Like you got how many people in that locker room that were there with you last year, and you thought about leaving. It's imagine if you're working with somebody and they quit. Next thing you know, they fuck it. You know what? I'm gonna go up here. I'm gonna tell them I quit, and they quit. And the next day they show up at work and like, what the fuck happened? All the off more money. You're gonna be pissed. Yeah. Like you, you tried to fucking quit. That's the Stanley Hudson approach on the office. They gave you more money to come back. What now? I gotta quit. He was yep. just going to Utica trying to get more money. He ain't actually gonna go. I gotta quit to get more money now. Because when my raise comes right. up, my review comes up. Guess what? Oh, so so you're you gonna hear about to fucking stay. Yes. So when you have any other player of any caliber start talking about, hey, try to help me get some of these NIL deals. I oh, got nothing for you. All right, I quit. I transfer. Guess up now. <laughs> It's fucking absurd. It makes no sense. It is. Now, I would say, what would be hilarious, this is not my thought, I saw it on Twitter, is if Caleb Williams commits to South Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Rattler, you thought he was going to be something? Rattler would be fucking pissed. Yeah, it's starting to look like Mike Woods made the wrong fucking move going, oh, you didn't, isn't it? Yep. Hmm. Be damned. You hate to see that, don't you, Arkansas fans? We don't. And I'm sure there are so many other transfer crazy stories out there for all these other schools. We just mostly pay attention to SEC and specifically Arkansas. But we do look at some of the big-name programs. But I'm sure some of these other, like, you know, USC's and Texas's and Michigan's, I'm sure they're having the same situations going down. Or now it's becoming players going into a chess match with athletic directors saying, how much money are you going to give me? Oh, you're not going to get... Okay, that's fine. Guess what? You are no longer I'm recruiting. Bouncing. You are having contract negotiations. You are full-fledged having bidding wars. And, I mean, I, we can't elaborate on it really almost at all, me and Dakota. But, I mean, we ha- it's let's just say it's the same in basketball. We know this for a fact. Yeah. That it's, it is it has become bidding wars be for there, off seasons. And it's going to be... It's going to happen in baseball. I mean, look at how much money baseball throws thrown around in baseball in the pros. Like that's going to trickle down. They the they just got a new deal talking about how the minors league, minor league was getting way better treatment, which they should have. If you look into minor league baseball players and what they go through or went through in the past, it's fucking absurd. 
we have it on very good authority that a certain person that was going to come here had it down to a, had us down to a list of two. Let's just say chose the other school, and it was about money. We it's will not say names. It's happening everywhere, and it's going to get worse until. And that's the thing is it's across college, so it's not like well we're just in the off season. Like in the off season, something else is full fledged. Is it's it's going on, so it's not. There's no good time to do it. You just have to pick a time, sit down, adjust it, roll it out. Somebody's gonna get fucked in the middle of it. It's gonna hurt somebody's feelings. Don't give a shit. It has to happen. And just remember, Tyler thinks they should go back to the old ways. <laughs> this is fucking stupid. But we digress. Kind of. For now. Still talking about college. Still talking about Arkansas. Arkansas lost the basketball again. To Vanderbilt. To Vanderbilt. Oh, before we get too far into this, Scotty Pippen obviously at the game. Oh, night. I was gonna, I was gonna say if you don't know what he looks like, if you've never seen him before, one, you live under rock. Two, I promise you, you have his face memorized in your head because they could not get the camera off of him. <laughs> I saw a thing on Twitter today that said uh, Scotty Pippen is handsome Squidward, and it's right. <laughs> it's one hundred percent right. <laughs> I saw people complaining about him having a purse, but. Other people are not allowed that what, luxury. What are you supposed to spend your money on? You're going to get full of shit when you get that much money. No, Sorry. no, no. I'm talking about people not being able to come in with bags, handbags that aren't see-through like oh. that. Oh. But Scotty Pippen's allowed to sit courtside with a bag. Well, if you're still under the impression that the rules apply to everybody, you are incorrect. <laughs> yes. Jesus, have a fucking brain. That's a top 75 player of all time. He's, Again, I feel like I can say this in every fucking segment we have here. Life's not fair. It's not. Get over it. Get over it. But we lost to Vanderbilt. As my dad would say, fair comes September. Heard that fucking 60 billion times as a kid. <laughs> it's not fair. Fair comes September. <laughs> it's not true. Fair comes in July in P. Ridge, but whatever. Right. You get it. We lost to Vanderbilt. Uh, Nailbiter. They are projected to be the bottom of the barrel for SEC finishes. Is Vanderbilt. This is Now, this is the first time they've won a conference opener in some time. I don't know exactly how much time because I heard... And this is the first time Vanderbilt's won a conference opener, in, and I turned the TV off. So I don't know exactly what the timetable was. I'm assuming it's been a while. That being said, there was a point late in the game, down three. Vanderbilt gets fouled, goes to shoot two free throws. They miss both. They go down. Some Can we stop with the announcers jinxing shit? Chris likes this line to tie the game. I don't know. I fell asleep. I don't recall. Either way, he said, Musselman couldn't want anybody else at the line. Within the last three minutes, he is a perfect 31 for 31 from the stripe. And I fucking started to get pissed. It is the message that comes out from ESPN during a baseball game that says we got a no-hitter through seven. Well, had. He made the first one, and I thought, whew, that was close. He missed the second one, albeit he got his own rebound. And then... Kicked it out to the three-point line where we all know we do well. We do so good there. Missed it. That was also Chris Likes' only point of the game. They go... He had one fucking point. One. One point in the game. Oh, I'm sorry. That was on the steal on the inbound pass. He kicked it out for the three. Oh, well, he still had one point. Missed it. Went out of bounds. 1.1 seconds left. We run a play. J.D. take comes off screen, gets the ball. Another three. Shot it, missed it, we lose. Pain, pain, pain all around. We're getting closer to baseball season. That's all I'm telling myself. 
if I can bridge the gap betwixt. Take a deep breath, everybody. The Super Bowl. Because we baseball. suck. <laughs> and college baseball. I'll make it. I'll be okay. We fucking stink. We are fat, smelly ass turds. Now, I will say, as one Seth thing Rogen I did says, li- one thing I did like, I did not notice any unicycles and juggling balls and stuff prior to the game. That's good. That's a plus. Let's screw our fucking head on straight. That is a plus. And quit with the theatrics. What's a minus? KK Robinson, zero minutes. Correct. So we just don't like playing guards that are any good. It's, look, I'm at the point where it has nothing, it does, but for the sake of this argument, I'm at the point where it has nothing to do with specific people like KK Robinson. Obviously, we want him in the game more. We think he benefits the team. If you are he scores fit, points. If you are struggling at the rate that you're struggling, it makes no sense not to just try something else. Yes. Worst case scenario, you lose. And and we're talking adjustments. We're not talking about with point nine second le- seconds left in the first half. You put Connor Van over in and don't put him at the rim. You put him at the inbound passer and just have him jump around looking like a fucking buffoon. And the inbound pass goes right over his fucking head, and they score a layup with .9 seconds left. End of the half. What? This is not me saying someone should be fucking fired here. No. This is not me saying, all oh, fucking, we need to abandon ship. But I am saying we suck this year. We stink. I don't know why we insist on playing three bigs. I am never for the life of me going to understand it. And then we play two guards who can't shoot. And then in the middle of the first, or uh, we start the game with, I guess you could say three guards. It's not really three guards. Poor Devo, he's going to catch the flack for a lot of this because he's creating a lot of turnovers. He's not scoring a lot of points. He's going to catch a lot of flack. Really, he just doesn't know where he fits in. Last year, it's like Dakota said, we talked about this a couple episodes back, when Dakota said, well, before we had a clear game plan, get Devo a fucking ball, find a mid-range jumper. Right. All right, cool. Now, all right, J.D. Note, just go shoot whatever the fuck you want, and uh, let's just hope that our soft bigs can rebound. Oh, that's good. Didn't work. All right, well, let's keep this same lineup the entire game. It seems Well, that like makes sense. Devo Davis has been, for lack of a better term, replaced in the offense, but he's still here. Yes. So what's he supposed to do? I don't know. Now, I will say the fact that both teams had like 20 turnovers midway through the second half was alarming. What was our three-point shooting in this game? 27%. Right on par. <laughs> You know what Vanderbilt's was? All-time high, I'm sure. 40. As a team. There it is. Everybody shoots good against us because our. if you watch our defense, I fucking saw it yesterday against Vanderbilt. Our fucking, for some reason, our guards are sagging off and just chilling in the paint. I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't understand. They'll go through a high pick, a high pick, and instead of getting back on their person, they pretend to, like they're going to do it, and they just stay in the paint. They pretend to fake. Yeah, and then you look in the corners, you got two wide-open shooters in the other team at all times. I don't I don't understand it. The defensive rotations make no sense. The personnel change the personnel lineups make no sense. Oh, we we're struggling to get points. Let's put some guards in here who can score. Let's put KK Jackson in here. I also I did like seeing Kamani Johnson on the court last night. He brought in some fucking fiery ass energy. Mm-hmm. The bright spot was, at least in the first half, Amude was out there fucking balling on folks. Well, I mean, he had a fairly good game all the way. But if through. he didn't have twenty fucking points at halftime, where, where the fuck would we have been? The problem is he got swatted going up for a layup. They would have tied the game. So we have no consistent spot up shooter. We have no point guard who can facilitate. We have no actual rim presence by our guards because they just jack up shit the whole game. Mm-hmm. Our bigs, I do like a day as Tony. So does Dakota. Mm-hmm. I am clearly starting to like a Mude. 
I, I am starting to like him. And who else? I don't like Connor Van Over at all. <laughs> at all. Uh, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm not a big. I'm not a big. Uh, what's John? What's his, what's his name? Williams. What's his first name? Jalen Williams. Jalen Williams. Not a big Jalen Williams guy. He he can facilitate. He does what Dakota said. Talking about a Draymond Green presence, just kind of facilitate the offense, be the cutoff man in the outfield, just kind of be there to you know. I get it. Facil- you can run your offense through a big. It kind of spaces the floor because you can have a four step out to the elbow. I get it, but he can't shoot and he can't finish and he can't shoot free throws well. I'm sorry, but I'm going to hold feet to the fucking fire here. I'm not dragging anybody through mud. I'm just saying I'm going to call out weaknesses. If we're going to give praise, we have to be able to call out weaknesses. And if we're as consumers are seeing these problems on the court, how is the coaching not seeing it? For 12 games, we've seen it and not made one single adjustment. The only adjustment, Jackson Robinson's gotten a little more time. That's it. He had a bad night shooting last night. Gonna happen with shooters. That's why the phrase "shooter shoot" happens. It's also why you the phrase "ride the hot hand" exists. Correct. But you have to find the hot hand. First. Well, it was a movie, and they tried to ride it. I mean, as a whole. I mean, he was making fucking mid-range sixteen feet step backs. He was making one dribble pull ups. He was finishing around the rim. He was. I. I have not seen this. They were the announcer were talking about it. This is a guy that played five minutes last game now, and had two points. Guy. Yeah, he Collinsworthed it. <laughs> here's a guy who had fucking five minutes a game last game. Had two points. Now he's out here with 20 at halftime. I, I don't know. It's a lot of transfers. It's a lot of personalities. It's not young people. That, it's a bunch of transfers. The whole, the, there, was a, there was a thing going around talking about live by the transfer or die by the transfer. Oh, yeah. Would appear to be true. We are dying by it. I'm, we don't, di- I'm dying to press this blue button. We don't run offensive sets. No. The, for the first two plays of the game, you'll see offensive sets. We'll actually get an easy bucket, and then it's uh, high pick and rolls the rest of the game. It sucks. It stinks. We can't shoot. I cannot wait to see fucking Nick Smith Jr. next year. I cannot wait to see Joseph Pena next year. I can't wait to hear the news of Anthony Black. Right. Still have not heard it. I can't wait to see uh, Walsh. Yes. I mean, it, that's the only reason I'm not abandoning ship and saying fire the coach. Because yes. he, can, he can clearly recruit. He can clearly coach. We saw it in Nevada. We saw it in our year whenever we went to the Sweet 16. We know he can coach. He's just having to manage a lot of fucking transfers right now. He's the one that did the transfers. I get it. Right. But he's trying to find a balance. It's pretty obvious we need guard play. So find guards to put, to play. That It's that simple. Play a true center, a true four, and then guards all around. That's all you need to do. Score. Correct. That's all you got to do. I'm not saying take get rid of Muss. I like Muss. I think he gets too fake mad all the time, and coaches or uh, referees can't really decipher between when was an actual foul that he genuinely thinks should have been one, and what was just something that he doesn't like how our offense was well, executed. I don't know that, that gets on my nerves. I don't know that it's fake mad. I think it's more, it's difficult to tell where his anger is directed. Like I think he gets mad at players for making boneheaded mistakes, and I think he gets mad at referees for making bad calls. But it's every single possession. He's LeBron Jamesing as a ref, as a coach. Yeah, but that's everything's part of, that's part of the. Like, I, I oftentimes criticize Mike Anderson because no matter what happens, he never took his jacket off. He never seemed upset. Some people like that stoic. It was Brett Blema. Never get too high, never get too low shit. I don't. I want to know that you feel like I feel when you watch the fucking game. Stoics were pretentious people, weren't they? They were just a bit pretentious. They just thought things better than everybody. People like stoic people because of Saban and Belichick. And I don't even put Saban as stoic. Oh, he is not, he is not stoic. I, he, he, the whole never get too high, never get too low thing is not true with him. He never gets too high. He gets fucking low, and he gets fucking furious. <laughs> Belichick doesn't. Stoics were pretentious. Yeah. I'll just say it. I know a little bit about history. I've watched several documentaries about history, and yeah, it's 
The Stoics were a pretentious bunch. They <laughs> they were so pretentious. If they didn't like the way things were, hey, guess what? You know what's always an option? Kill yourself. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. That was a Stoic what, thing. Throw you off a cliff. They do not care. Oh, you just don't like this life? Guess what? Just go ahead and cut your wrist, bud. Speaking of things you don't like. <laughs> Stoics were a wild bunch. Chris Collinsworth. Why do you have to shit my mood like that? I'm not, not going to shit. I'm going to give him kudos. Oh, now you're really going to piss me off. He said something. And I don't like uh, I don't like Collinsworth for his insight. I like Collinsworth for the bit. The mm. character. Right. Same reason I used to like Skip Bayless. Because if you believe that Skip Bayless believes the things he says, you're a buffoon. <laughs> Skip Bayless is a character. I think he has lied to himself so much he doesn't know what's truth oh, and what's, I think, what's I false. I think his whole life is gray area. He has no idea what he actually believes. But it's because that's a character. Chris Collinsworth in the Packers game said... It's amazing if you watch Devontae Adams' hands how late he puts them up. And I watched it the next play, and he is 100% right. Even on a back shoulder throw. Like, the, the, the fucking defender has no idea where the ball is until it is in his goddamn hands. It is so fucking late, it makes no sense. In that game, they were a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. They could not be. They matriculated the ball down the field on I first drive. I did Minnesota to cover. And but I that told, was only because I thought First Cousins was going to play. Well... When the game started, I told Rick, like, the first three passes were Devontae, and I said, they're going to win by 100. And they should have. And they could have. But we're clearly going to be talking a little in that fucking L here. Right. Pop out the old notes. Well, while we're on the Packers. <laughs> Whose phone's connected? I, yours? Not mine, I don't think. I think it's yours. That's not. Oh, that's good. I just fucking did that thing again. Look. I swiped that's my notes again. That's very good. You eliminated your notes. I'm going to turn my Bluetooth off just in case. Get over to the old Bluetooth action. Uh-oh. The Packers and Vikings played. Are you Packers locked up the number one seed in the NFC. And Aaron Rodgers is still wants to play. I can respect it. But let's not get you crazy. Okay? Yeah, the number one seed locked up. If Aaron Rodgers wants to play, Aaron Rodgers is going to play. I agree. Do I think he should? No, I don't know. Then who do they play? Oh, they play the Lions. Let him play. Let him play a half. Get him up. Get him out. That's what I say. The, the Vikings had nothing. They had, well, who is it? Sean Mannion playing quarterback? Yes. I, I didn't know who he was. He looked petrified. He started off the game like two for five, 25 yards, and it didn't get any better. No. Late in the fourth quarter, he threw a ball past 10 yards, and he was juiced. Yes. It was completed. He was excited. It didn't matter. I knew after the first drive I was dead in fantasy because <laughs> Dalvin Cook was getting bottled up every single time he ran the ball. That's the thing I took the most from that game. One, the Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers thing. Like, I get it. It's always a thing. That game was fucking stupid. Like, they could do whatever the fuck they wanted, and that's a divisional opponent. Like, what what you think about the Vikings' defense aside, divisional games get weird, and they were fucking toying with them. But the fact that they bottled up Dalvin Cook the way they did, now, albeit they were not worried about the pass because not they had Sean Mannion there. But in the past, it hasn't mattered. The Packers' run defense has been atrocious. It's That's what's that's been their detriment in the last two NFC Championship games. He got torched on the ground. And Dalvin Cook is very capable of torching motherfuckers, and he did not. Yes. Aaron Rodgers torched the motherfucker in yes. the media. He sure did. Just when you think you cannot love Aaron Rodgers any more than you already do, those of you Aaron Rodgers fans out there, Aaron, what I would like to call him Aaron Rodgers stands, just like Dakota myself. Bingo. Boy, he's fucking, he's doing it again. He's re 
chubbing my chub. Here's the thing that sucks. I say sucks. The narrative sucks. This this narrative has been spun that he's just a a dickhead, like an inconsiderate. I, I, prick. Will, I will say he's I'm not, not the nicest. He's not, he's not sarcastic asshole. Right. But, I side but, with that because we are sarcastic assholes. It's been spun to the point where it's like he's now inconsiderate he's a, and yeah. like not a good person, a bad person he's just correct. because of it. Now that he's just embraced it and he's just going to be sarcastic openly, that's gonna that's gonna multiply. Yeah. Oh, Hub Arkush, whoever the fuck he is, someone who should have his MVP voting rights revoked. He said yesterday that he won't vote for Rogers because he is uh, what do you say the one of the biggest jerk jerks in, in football. <laughs> Now, a bad person. For context, he is a Chicago writer, but he also has a MVP vote. He is somebody who actually votes on MVP. Now, if you if you believe that there are MVP voters that do not have personal biases, wrong. Once you voice them publicly, you should not be allowed to vote anymore. Yep, because now you're not you're not voting unbiased. You are voting because one, you are probably a Bears supporter, and Aaron Rodgers owns you. He still owns you. I fucking own you. So, because of that outburst, and then he comes out with the whole, I am immunized, the COVID bullshit. Which we said immediately. Multiple people said it. He's planning on winning the MVP because of that. Just because of that. And Aaron Rodgers addresses that in this, you know, little minute and a half spiel that he goes on with this reporter when a Green Bay reporter set him up for an alley-oop, slam a jamma on your head. It was a perfect Put it on his mama. Turn that beautiful volume up. I'm going to let y'all listen to it. Those of y'all who have not got to listen to Aaron Rodgers say it, we're going to go ahead and play it for you. Okay? Hit it. Again, he was asked by Hub Arkush. Hub Arkush said all the slander about Aaron Rodgers. Then the Green Bay reporter asked him about this. All the beautiful footage. Um, After what you said last week about what it would mean to win your fourth MVP, what, what do you think of one of the 50 voters coming out and saying yesterday, quote, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the MVP. I think he's a bad guy, and I don't think a bad guy can be the MVP at the same time. Mm, mm, mm. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. <laughs> he doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. But Fact. I mean, to and I listen to the comments, but to say he had his mind made up in the summertime, in the off season that, you know, I had zero chance of winning MVP. In my opinion, should exclude, you know, future, future votes. Um, Bingo. You know, his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league. Cause he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about me. I mean, I've never met him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. Um, his problem is I'm not vaccinated. You know, Uh-oh. so if he wants to go on a crusade, and collude and come up with an, an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum. And I'm not gonna waste any time worrying about that stuff. He has no idea who I am. He's never never talked to me in his life. But it's unfortunate that those those sentiments it's surprising that he would even say that to be honest. But yeah, I knew this was possible. We talked about it on Mac a few weeks ago. Um, He's not wrong. He is not wrong. And he is not happy. This is all about a fucking vaccination. And now stats. the narrative is going to be Aaron Rodgers tries to silence anyone who's against him. 
which is well from the stupid. left it will be for sure. Oh, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Liberal media will be running with this. CNN will have. They probably got an article up on CNN right now about it. Most likely, fucking communist sons of bitches. So I feel like I could be wrong. Good for you, Aaron Rodgers. I feel like we have enough news to talk about that we don't need to run through and recap the scores. We can address that later if need be. But we have gone quite long, and we still have a whole lot to unpack in the NFL. Okay. So what would you like to do here? I want to talk about Antonio Brown. Okay. Let's talk about Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Now, we said very early on, if you're even a remotely new listener, I said this a long time ago. We both have. The name Slightly Biased came about. Because for, for very obvious reasons, there are right. going to be certain topics where we are slightly biased. And we have said there are certain topics where we will be extremely biased. Yes. Antonio Brown is one of them for me. Antonio Brown is my favorite player I've ever watched play football. Again, new listeners, if you've listened this this far through and you haven't listened to any of the episodes, it's your first time listening. Dakota's the one talking. He's a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Correct. So he has a lot of insight on the Pittsburgh stuff. He's been watching it for a fucking long ass time. I... I'm a Chiefs fan. Have been for a long ass time. There ain't no fair weather over here. So get the fuck out of here. Okay. New listeners, Dakota, Pittsburgh fan, Tyler, Chiefs fan. I am not advocating for the person that Antonio Brown is now off the field. Separating, all I'm saying is Antonio Brown has brought me more happiness in my adult life than the majority of people that walk the earth. Yeah. Okay. Family aside, there is a short list of people that have made me feel the emotion of happy consistently. More than Antonio Brown. He is, to you, what Jamal Charles is to me. Yeah. Like, I've watched him do ridiculously fantastic things repeatedly that benefited the Steelers. Correct. Ever since the Vontez Burfecht thing, I know it's I know it's an easy answer. It's the truth. Ever since the Vontez Burfecht hit, something has been wrong with him. Now, since he's been in Tampa, aside from the, the fake COVID vaccination card like behavior wise you haven't heard shit i don't know if they pulled a, a jerry jones des bryant thing where he has a person that goes with him and tells him what not to do don't care the point is it's been under wraps he has been yeah for the 100%. most part just a typical wide receiver yes and then all of a sudden he strips down runs out the fucking end zone doing jumping waving to the crowd leaves during the game and at face value you want to be like again. here he goes now, what we're about to say, but for the first time when something like this happened, I think Dakota's in the same place as I was when it happened. My immediate thought went to, this don't make much sense. Usually I'm the first right. person to be like, this fucking loser. This time I was like, this ain't making, this is Makes different. No sense. This don't, this don't line up here. I actually did not jump to the conclusion to be like, this fucking loser's at it again. Because we've actually seen him throw coolers on the sidelines, like at the tail end of Pittsburgh when it all started to spiral, throwing coolers on the sidelines, freaking out on the sidelines, and remain on the sidelines, remain in the game. Right. It makes no sense. Now, regardless of what the reasoning is, and we're about to tell you what we think the situation is, what I'm sure most of you have heard or yeah. adopted at this point. Yeah. The way he handled it, not great. Do you need to... Run across the field while plays going on on the other end of the field? No. Now, do you had, know how much you have had to have pissed him off for that right. to happen? Because Dakota's going to talk about the whole what happened. My, I, what I'm saying is something separate. This dude was infatuated with Tom Brady, like infatuated with Tom Brady. Only wanted to play with Brady. Went to New England very shortly before bouncing out. 
then when he when Tom Brady went to Tampa, AB went to his house, was living with him, only wanted to play with Tom Brady, and they're this close to the playoffs after coming back from being out for a few weeks, and he does that after right. infatuation over Tom Brady. So thankful for a second chance. So thankful to have Tom Brady in his life. And, and this is a guy telling that, Tom Brady, "I love you." After his touchdown, like and this is a guy this? that has watched the the only roadblock to his potential multiple Super Bowls be Tom Brady. Like all the success the Steelers had ended in the in the AFC Championship with the Patriots repeatedly. It's very human of you to think, man. If I was on that side of the fucking ball, what could I fucking do? Mm-hmm. And that's not a shot at Ben. Like he he came out in the middle of his crazy fucking antics and sent a message to Big Ben on his last game. He just said some crazy shit that I don't agree with. But he was, the point of it was to shout out Ben Roethlisberger. It's very convenient that Antonio Brown is like five, now this, I don't remember exact details. I remember he was single digit receptions away. Eight. From eight receptions from a $333,000 bonus. He was one touchdown away from a $333,000 bonus. He was 55 yards away from a $333,000 bonus. Those are all three different bonuses adding up to, you guessed it, right about a million dollars. Yep. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what your... If he was... doesn't matter what your career earnings are. Correct. A million dollars is a million dollars. A million bucks is a million And if you can go out and get it in eight plays... A billionaire is going to want that million dollars. You don't fucking run off the field acting crazy. Mm-mm. You and, ha- and a, a professional football... How many times do we talk about professional football players not caring about their body in the sense that they you have to... You're, you're the term you have to take their helmet from them because they'll just keep going back out of the game. That's in their DNA. Like, yes. You are an ultra-competitive person. Brett Favre could not walk away. If, could I'm, not if I'm able to go out there, I'm going out there. And the narrative was immediately that he came back to the sideline and said he wasn't going back in. I didn't believe it for a second. Even if he was injured to the point where he was concerned about it. He would not do it. The fact that he would not run over there and demand that nobody put it back in. Yep. It's awfully convenient. It's almost like Bucks reporters were the ones that put that out. It's not. It's almost like that was predetermined before the game started. Because this was what we're going to Because he got like five receptions in the first half. And then it was like, shit, he might actually Yeah, three on his first drive. Right. And I would... This Almost is my like opinion. Tom Brady knew about it and was trying to get Correct. his money. I was going to say, this is my opinion, but player helping players, you're a quarterback who has ridiculous awareness for any situation. You know how close he is. You try to get him his fucking money. You've been advocating to get Tom Brady on your, or uh, to get Antonio Brown on your team. You've been wanting it. You've been going to the GM. You've been telling him how much you want it. You get him there. You're thankful for him. You want to give him a little appreciation back. Here you go. Here's three hundred thousand dollars. Two throws later. Here's three hundred thousand dollars. Two throws later. You know what I mean? Tom Brady is that person. And immediately after the situation, when it was blowing up everywhere, Tom Brady comes out on Twitter and said, "We need to have some grace. We need to think about what could be going on. We don't know that you know. Hope he's okay. All this shit. Like if this was a him thing, I don't know that he would have. He probably wouldn't even said anything. It would probably pissed him off in that situation. Yeah. If you come out and say, "Hey, I'm not going back in." I know you. I know you don't have Chris Godwin. I know you. You're only out there with just Mike Evans at this point. Uh, good luck. I'm gonna go get an Uber. It doesn't make any sense. It does not make sense. And he still hasn't been cut. 
Interesting, right? Almost like they don't want him to go to another team before the playoffs. Either they don't want him to go to another team before the playoffs, or they're trying to find a way to deem contract detrimental and not have to pay him. And void his shit. Or they're not going to cut him. But I don't think Bruce Arians goes back on that twice. Bruce Arians has been a no-bullshit kind of guy his whole NFL career. He said if he fucks up once, he's gone. They had the COVID card thing. He came out right after the fucking game and was like, Antonio Brown is no longer a buck. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying about it. Yeah, well, he decided that, not you. Right. You can't fire me, I quit. That's what happened. Yep. There's a whole lot of weird shit going on with that, so there's, I don't want to just continue to hammer it, but it doesn't make any fucking sense. No. For the first time, you're not going to hear us jump all over a player for no reason. Well, it's not for no reason, but you're not going to hear the expected that you that you thought you'd get from people like us. And this is why I'm glad you had this thought, because I will try my best to find a way to spin it in Antonio Brown's favor, only because, like I said, I fucking love Antonio Brown. The player on the field. Also, well, it was weird that he dropped a song afterwards the same day. Also, yeah. listen to it. It's not bad. I'm going to just say it. If we're comparing him to him. Pitt Not the Palace is kind of a banger. It's one of his better ones. <laughs> it's kind of a banger. Le'Veon Bell could only pray to have a song as decent as that. I'll say that. Because Le'Veon Bell shit his ass. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell should have... He's made a bunch of mistakes. Uh, we we need to get into fucking. <laughs> we won't defend Le'Veon Bell over here, and but then, the AB, the AB shit just didn't make sense. As soon as as soon as I saw it happen, I I thought this that don't sound like AB to just be like I don't want to play right now. And Not then doing he it. immediately went to the Grizzlies game, yeah, and was courtside. If you were concerned about you making an irrational decision out of anger, I don't think you immediately put yourself in the spotlight. Now. With it being him off the field and the way that he is. I'm about to say, he does have a bit very, of... Very well could be... Bit of a past here. Yeah. But the whole thing's fishy. It is fishy. And for all we know, we may be wrong. Maybe he was just having a fucking crazy moment. Who knows? But it just doesn't add up. Some things I had noted. The last thing I'm going to talk about is, is going to be very difficult for me to not just continue to fucking ramble about. The few notes that I had that I thought were funny. Giants game. Their net passing yards for that game, negative 10. God. Negative I saw 10. The, I saw at the end of the thing at the bottom, I saw fucking old Glennon's shit down there, like one for five for with two picks or some shit. My God. Yeah. And I think Saquon had like 100 yards. Well, Joe Judge after the game. How is he still fucking employed, dude? I'm gonna tell you, he's about to tell you why. He said he has a number of players that went elsewhere. They call him twice a week saying that they wish they were still there playing with the Giants. Oh, is Victor Cruz calling you saying he, he wishes he was still Salson? Free agents to be this upcoming year are in his office every day begging to stay with the Giants. That's a goddamn lie. That is a bullshit lie. That is the office. If anybody remembers from the office, you're going to hear lots of references to the office in this show. If anybody remembers whenever Dwight was the interim manager, he fired a gun <laughs> in the office, so they had to find a new manager, and they brought in, he's a well-known actor, but I don't know who the fuck he is, before they chose Robert California, and he was sitting there, and he's like, so... You have a, you have a, it's Jim and, uh, anyways, that's all blah, blah, blah. Who cares? The, the dude was like, I have a foolproof plan to get this fucking business to take off. And they were like, well, well, okay. Tell us the plan then. Well, I'm not going to give you the plan. You know, you have to hire me first and, and then, then I'll tell you the plan. And they're like, well, for all we know, you, you're just saying you have a plan. That's bull. No. And he said, okay, fine, fine. I'll give you. Part one of the four-part plan. Color code said documents. <laughs> and then just stops. And it's like, you fucking, bu you are full of shit. 
That's that's a that is Joe Judge. He just color coded his fucking cards. He color coded said document. That's all he did. That's a coach that has is on the hot seat and is scrambling. Now another tidbit that I got from a coach who's on the hot seat that doesn't give a fuck. Who Mike Zimmer with the Vikings? (laughs) He should be fired. Oh, he's gonna be. I think this is last year. But he was asked. You know, oh, this be good because they said, "Do you are, are I have starter, not heard this. Are your starters going to play next week since you're out of playoff contention?" And all he said was, "Yes." And then they said, "Are you sure you don't want to get a look at Kellen Mond, the drafted from A&M this year?" And he said, "Not particularly. I see him every day. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, do I need to get a look at him?" Also, shout out Bears fans because Nagy's fired. Is she that? Mm-mm. Oh yeah. Apparently, they've informed him that he will not be back with the team. I think they're letting him finish out the next game, but... That's a mistake. I saw from verified sources saying he has been informed he will not be returning as when the head coach. When you finally voice that you're going to fire Nagy, you do it then. You do a you do a Urban Meyer situation, you fire him at midnight, get him out of here. New coach at practice tomorrow. <laughs> Another crazy shit. Washington football team stadium. Rails, rails collapsed. Yes, it did. And then eight people fell, I think. Probably like six feet or so. And they offered no... Assistance. The employees told him to get the fuck off the field. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Yeah. Get the fuck off the field. I didn't choose to be here. Yeah. Your rickety ass fucking stadium put me here. And they also said that they are not going to give them first aid. They, they told them we them are not going to help you right season now. Season passes. Yeah. Fuck are we talking about first aid? Yeah. I know you don't like him. Jalen Hurts handled that very well. People just falling into his fucking lap. Well, I mean, he just kind of stood there. He took just, pictures with just him. Just kind of stared at him. He helped a guy up. He, he helped one pitch. person up and just kind of... Well, you eh. you want to pick up eight people? Uh, he could have. I just ran away. Oh, that would have been a bad look. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Aaron Rodgers, what if he's an asshole, remember? They also showed the slow-mo from an aerial footage of that collapsing. It almost blew Jalen Hurts' legs out. Like, an inch from fucking that whole thing collapsing on his knee and just snapping his legs. Yes. It was so fucking close to catching his legs. Could you imagine what kind of quarterback he'd be then if he couldn't run? Can you imagine? He'd stink. The Washington football team would be under fire again for sabotaging Saboteur. the division rivals quarterback. Saboteur. What else do I got here? Oh, I got I got a note about Trayvon Diggs. Oh, he stinks? He's going to fire people up. I'm not saying he stinks. He's Marcus Peters. The, you called it. Dakota absolutely. called it. The interceptions are 100% valuable, and it is extremely crucial to be able to get create turnovers in playoff games. I'm not saying he has a detriment to the team. I'm not saying he shouldn't be playing. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm saying the defensive player of the year shit needs to fucking stop. And I'm, I'm saying he's not good in coverage. You he just has good ball skills. Actually record-breakingly bad yeah. in coverage. And you don't get 11 picks unless people aren't scared to throw at you. Correct. All of the the really like the shutdown corners and shit that you see, they don't have a lot of interceptions because nobody sure, throws the fucking ball at them. Pretty sure he's the most targeted uh, defensive back on Cowboys. I would imagine so. He's given up over a thousand yards. <laughs> that is a real statistic. Over a thousand yards. <laughs> but yeah, defensive player of the year. Record breakingly bad. People like Deion Sanders and people like uh Stefan Diggs and all these people coming out talking about, oh, if he don't win defensive player I'm all for He ain't even in the top ten for defensive player of the year. I'm all for advocating for a specific position group that doesn't get any shine if somebody's having a break a ridiculous year and he has had the most interceptions in like forty years. But you have to pay attention to the rest. Right. Because Context if you, if matters. you put somebody in that spotlight, people are going to dive into it, and it doesn't take very long to find out he can't cover shit. Right. Very good ball skills. 
People throw at him a lot. He has very. He seems to be a receiver playing defensive back. That's exactly what it seems like. He has like. very good hands. Doesn't cover very well. Mm-mm. Yeah, but I, it's it's an unnecessary conversation about defensive player of the year because it should be. It is TJ Watt. There's no excuse this year because Aaron Donald is not producing any numbers. He's there's no longer any excuse. He almost broke the NFL sack record. Hold up. Before we talk about this, to, okay. because this is going to go directly into Pittsburgh conversations. Yes. And this, I'm assuming, should be our last segment of the Probably. NFL. Yeah. So let's talk Kansas City Bengals real quick. Okay. Because your segment is going to take far longer than mine. Andy Reid's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Andy Reid will be the downfall of the Kansas City Chiefs. This is just absolute fucking disgusting. This is just gross. This is gross. What is it? Ne- ne- gross negligence. That's mm. what this is. Mm. First off, he looks like fatty gruesome. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> he is neglecting fatty his body. Gruesome. That is from something, and I can't remember what it is. It was actually the person's name was like Patty Newsome or something, and he called him fatty gruesome. I can't remember what it's from. It's probably office because it's about all I watch. But um, Andy Reid. Let me let me let me t- let me explain the gross negligence. Okay, it's not just about his looks, although that's it's not great. What was the score at halftime? I didn't watch the first half. You're a fucking fool. Good much. Because you actually missed whenever Kansas City was good. 28 to 17. Like I timed it about right. 28 to 17, Kansas City was up. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs, with seven seconds left, ran a fucking bomb to Tyree Kill. He threw the ball 66 yards. I'm talking about the throw like you saw with uh, who was it a couple weeks ago where he just sprinted out. Was it Josh, who was Josh Allen? Who was it? Was it Aaron Rodgers? I can't remember. He sprinted out of the pocket and just fucked. No, it was Justin Herbert. Remember that throw he yes. had to Guyton? Yes, I do. It was the exact same play. He rolled out to his right, stood there flat-footed, and, ju- dude, I mean, chucked this bitch. Huck Sick. it, chuck it, football. Correct. About 60 fucking yards down the field. One-on-one coverage down there with Tyreek in a safety. It lands in Tyreek Hill's fucking hands. In his chest, he chased that for did the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Only me and Dakota understand that, <laughs> but we're gonna get a few messages off of that one. <laughs> it, it landed right in his chest and his hands. He caught it, turned around, and the defender just right out of his hands. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> but yes, so it could have been thirty-five seventeen. Anyways, Patrick Mahomes looked fantastic in the first half. The Chiefs looked fantastic in the first half. They looked great. All is well. We are fucking banging on all motherfucking cylinders over here. And then what happens? Andy does what Andy always fucking does. Let's build a lead, and then let's try not to lose it. You lost it. We scored three points in the second half. <laughs> that's Im- that's impossibly bad. 28-17, to 17 and we finished the game, what was it, 34-31? That's coming from a team who didn't have a first-half touchdown for quite a while. We got ASMR today. Okay. Jamar Chase, fucking good. Joe Burrow's fucking good. I get it. It counts. I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for it. What I'm saying is, minus like two games, Joe Burrow is definitely in the MVP conversation. Jamar Chase is fucking good. Jamar, Jamar Chase is very good. Why? He fucking mossed Ward so badly. Re- repeatedly. Now, granted... We were clearly playing against the goddamn referees in this game as well, too. I mean, it was fucking all this. I'm not kidding. When this game was happening, I said this. This is actually the worst officiating game I have ever seen. And it's not just because I was a Chiefs fan. 
That is the worst officiated game I have ever seen. To the point, national media on so on Twitter, people who aren't even associated with the Chiefs are saying this is just outright bad. I mean, it was it was so fucking bad in this game. You know what else is bad? What deciding to run uh, cover zero and not double into Jamar Chase on third and twenty seven? Oh, when they got twenty eight yards, correct. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I get it. I don't get it. I no, actually no, no. don't. I, I get the argument. The only argument there is to be had is like, well, T. Higgins, Tyler Board, also very good. Correct. Did they have 300 yards? No. Nope. Jamar Chase did. Yeah. Safe to assume. That's where the ball's going. I would probably leave a safety over the top, probably Tyron Matthew, over the top, and we're just going to bracket this motherfucker in. What does Bill Belichick do? Do you, do you think he ever <laughs> leaves a one-on-one situation with the best player on the other team? Do you think he ever does that? Two hells to the fuck no, as Drill Sergeant Turner used to tell me back in the day. <laughs> Two hells to the fuck no does Jamar Chase get single coverage on third and 27. Andy Reid won a Super Bowl, so now he can do no wrong. It does not fucking matter what he does. Because if we play the second half, we've said it forever. Back for the past five years, six years, Andy Reid's been here. He's known for this. Build a first half lead. Let's cue the Indianapolis Colts with Andrew Luck in the playoffs. <laughs> Let's go ahead and cue that motherfucker up. Let's cue the Titans in the playoff for Mariota to a touchdown to himself. Correct. We've seen this repeatedly. Repeatedly. Build a first half lead and then just try not to fucking lose anymore. And all of this whilst not running the ball at all in the second half. <laughs> I, I just... You run the ball 17 times in the first half, averaging 6.4 yards per carry in the first half against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. We ran the ball four times in the second half. So I said before this game that I didn't think the Bengals had a chance because I thought they would be trying to keep up with the Joneses with the Chiefs. The Say Chiefs it. tried to keep up with the Bengals in the second half. No, nope. the Chiefs tried to keep up with the Chiefs. I guess, but there was no sign. We outchieved ourselves. There, there was no signs of the Bengals slowing down in that second half. We have, we have formations in this game that actually happened. The where Bengals Mahomes come, mm-hmm. did not take their foot off the gas. The Bengals put a goddamn brick on the gas pedal and jumped out the fucking car. That they, bitch was full steam ahead the whole way. Well, they got quite a bit bailed out multiple times. <laughs> but you, I will give anything, 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 anything to get a Cincinnati motherfucking rematch in these playoffs at home in Arrowhead. I will fucking give anything. You're probably going to get it. I will give anything for that to happen. Because if you need that much help from the motherfucking refs and Jamar Chase to have a career day pretty much almost a record-breaking day to beat us by three points when Spags was in full effect, you run that motherfucker back. Now, what you have to be careful about is if that happens, you don't pay too... I don't know if you can, but you don't pay too much attention to DeMar Chase that you forget about Joe Mixon. Because if they just... We bottled him up, all right. Right, but it seems like you trade one for the other. So if you go after DeMar Chase and they just run the ball down your throat, that's bad business, too. Well, the the thing that I feel like is... Ward was in position every single time. Like, he was right there with him every single time. God damn it. He just kept getting fucking mossed. <laughs> he needs help. He kept getting it right on top of his fucking dome. And it was so embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. He lost so many cool points, Chavarius <laughs> Ward did, because they threw a deep ball to him in the corner of the end zone to chase once. And Ward deflected it, knocked it out. Ward then decided to get up and gritty. Oh, no. Right there in front of him. That's doing the discount double check to Aaron Rodgers. He gritty right in front of Jamar Chase, and this is not an exaggeration, folks. If you didn't watch the Chiefs game, which you should have. If you haven't, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. The very next play, (laughs) they threw a touchdown to Jamar Chase on Charverius Ward. What happened? He grittied on top of him. (laughs) Yes, he did. And then Jamar Chase posted up on his Twitter, 
and was like, that's how you do the gritty with the film. Like, oh. Yikes. <laughs> it was a fun game. It was awesome to watch. It pisses me off because I think what Andy Reid's doing is he's a, he gets afraid to show his full hand in the second half. He's like, all right, we're winning. Let's just let's keep some of these cards here for the playoffs. Like having Travis Kelsey come under center and run a fucking snap as a quarterback. <laughs> what or, are you doing? flipping it to him and then having him throw it. Yes. What? What are you doing? What is behind the back pitch? Can Patrick not throw it good enough for you? Andy? Uh, what is this cutesy fucking artsy fartsy shit here? What is this? -esque. It is. It's, dare I say, Kendall Bryles-esque. But anyways, we lost by three points to the Bengals and the referees. It was fucking <laughs> pathetic. Uh, we lost. Andy Reid is the reason we lost. Our offense gaining no traction in the second half is the reason we lost. And Jamar Chase is a freak of nature. That's all I got. We lost. That's all right. We'll get him next time. If Tennessee loses to the Texans, which they have shown they can. Derrick Henry's back in practice. I did see that. He's designated to return also from the hour. They're not losing to the Texans. Derrick Henry's not playing in this no, game. The, the Titans are not losing to the Texans. They have before. I don't care. I, in fact, this season. It is divisional game. I don't see that happening twice. Well, no one saw them waxing the Chargers either. <laughs> well, that's true. Venables having the one seed and them being able to control their own destiny. Grable, not Venables. Right. <laughs> I would bet good money on the Titans to win this game. But if they did lose to the Texans and Kansas City wins, we will be the one seed. We will have home throughout the re the rest of the thing. Mm -hmm. You bring your you bring Big Dick Burrow back on over here, and I want to see if you can do it twice. I want to see that dirty little mouth say it. That's what I want because that game was awesome. It was. So another. I, I was laying on the floor, pissed in shambles. I was. I was in shambles. I was. That's the perfect way of putting it. I was laying on the floor. Dramatic as fuck, just a total drama queen sitting here on my living room floor. And then I realized that was actually a good game. So we win some, you lose some. We move on. Let's talk TJ motherfucking Watt. TJ, before I get to TJ Watt, again, if you listen to this show prior, you know I've never been a big Ben guy. He's done great things. Very appreciative of all the things that he's, all the success that he's brought the Steelers, all the whole like he perfectly embodies the Steelers. It's all true. He should have been done a few years ago. But I'm not going to dwell on that. What I'm going to say is, watching that game had me in my feels. I, I could imagine. Knowing that it's over, and it's not even like the unknown that follows with the quarterback situation. Don't care. <laughs> watching him know that it was his last game and the way that it played out was tough. The fact that it was Browns, Baker had a catastrophic night. Boy, you talk about an all-time disgusting performance. You want to talk about... When I was actually rooting for the goddamn Browns because I need the Pittsburgh Steelers to not make it in the playoffs so I can win 100 bucks. They're not because the Colts have to lose to the Jaguars for that to happen. Not happening. And you're, you think there's no chance of that? Yes, I do. Less than no chance, actually. Mm. But... Carson Wentz looked pretty bad last week. Jonathan Taylor doesn't, though. He didn't look great. It's the Jaguars. Gentlemen's bet. You said, oh, could you imagine this? You said you'd never touch the Jaguars again in a bet? Yes, I did. And then that. watch. I will pick them so they don't win. Okay, good. Do you want to talk about, you know, you hear oftentimes like, oh, we're playing for insert player name here. Mm -hmm. They fucking played for Ben Roethlisberger Monday night. Najee Harris had 188 yards. He had 181 yards after contact because our line is complete fucking dog shit. TJ Watt played for Ben Roethlisberger. He had four sacks. Four fucking sacks. Now, I got so swept, wrapped up in the moment, I forgot there was another week of football. So when TJ got a second sack, I was like, hey, he gets five more. 
all-time sack leader. And then he got another one immediately. I was like, okay. Three-sack game, pretty good. Not a bad. He'll still probably win defensive player of the year. And then he fucking leveled, Joe, uh, not Joe Burrow. Apologies to Joe Burrow. Baker Mayfield directly on his injured shoulder, which I don't know if it's injured. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if it is. I think he's faking. I think it's faker. And after that, I only watched, after his third sack, I only watched TJ every single play. And in doing that, it is fucking stupid how many times he is that close to a fucking sack. Almost every goddamn play. And once he got to three, I was like, we could fucking, like, he could tie this shit in this goddamn game. That's at the point when there was like four minutes left is when I realized, oh shit, he has a whole nother game to get a sack and a half to break the record. Yeah, but that don't count. Why? Because you get another game. He's only played in 14. I understand that, but there's still an extra game in this season that another, other players get I'm chances to I'm aware of that, break. but the production he has made in less time than normal is the argument. Eh, agree but to disagree. Four fucking sacks. Monster. In that game. Every time he came out of the game to get a fucking breather, somebody else got a sack, and I was livid. Because that could have been his. <laughs> and I was it could have been his sack. <laughs> the people that I have no idea really who they are. You mean Louder Milk? No, I'm not talking about Louder Milk. <laughs> Because he got two there at the end. It could have been TJ's. Milk. His name is so awesome, though. If TJ Watt doesn't win Defensive Player of the Year, you're going to pull that goddamn bracket off of here. I'm going to fucking riot. I don't know what to do. There, There is no logical explanation. Like, the the amount I am... Who just, else could you even put in the category? Because I can't even tell you anybody else. Who? I mean, they're going to put Aaron Donald's name in there. They're going to put Miles... He's done nothing. Don't... Doesn't matter. They're going to put Miles Garrett's name in there. Why? Don't know. Doesn't matter. I mean, Miles Garrett's not a bum. Not saying I he think is. he's actually better than Aaron Donald now. I'm just going to say it. That's an argument to be had. But they ain't fucking TJ Watt. Aaron Donald is the third best defensive lineman in the league. I'd put Cam Hayward right there with him. Not going to lie to you. TJ Watt is the fucking defensive player of the year. There is no alternative. There was also two nasty fucking stiff arms in that game. Najee had one. Oh. And Nick Chubb had one. Chubbs was so gross. The poor soul that Nick Chubbs stiff-armed into the turf. Probably never see the light of day again. <laughs> he picked his whole fucking body up and slammed it directly flat on its on his back. Correct. Why the Browns didn't run the ball makes no... I, I don't know. Lewis Riddick, I know you listened to the Manicast. I did listen to Manicast. It was really cringy, and I'm getting tired of it. Lewis Riddick was beside himself. Like, he was yelling through the broadcast... Somebody tell me that Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb is injured. They just kept taking him to the sideline. He line. has to be injured. If he's not injured, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. He obviously didn't say fuck. But he was like, you could hear the aggravation right. in his voice. And then them not using their timeouts, like nothing that they were doing makes sense. They were trying to lose. Why is Stefanski not being severely questioned today? Look what Dalvin Cook did against Pittsburgh's defense and you geniuses. Dakota texted me in the, in the beginning of this game and said, if they throw the ball more than 10 times, they are stupid as shit. They threw the ball 15 fucking times in the first half. <laughs> and, oh, mind you, Baker was four for 15. I don't... He was the first quarterback, and I don't know how long, to have 10 consecutive incompletions. Four for 15. And he's going to be making $19.5 million next year. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate for the Browns. Hope they pay him. <laughs> Can't wait for Pittsburgh to trade for Deshaun Watson next year. Dude, there, that's a whole other episode to get into the potential options. I, I completely... I saw a jersey swap put up on Twitter. I completely forgot that he was a player. Sean Watson? Yes. Oh, yeah. My God. Could you imagine? Yep, I have. <laughs> I have been since I saw it. <laughs> Obviously, if he's feeling guilty, fuck him. But if he's not, he looks good in black and gold. That's all I got.
Mm. Well, if you made it through this far, NFL fans, thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Arkansas fans who have made it this far and appreciate NFL just like we do, thank you guys very much. Mm-hmm. If you have not subscribed yet, again, do it. Do please it. fucking do it. This shit's only going to get better. And soon we'll be streaming. Soon we'll have, you'll be able to see our beautiful mugs recording this whole motherfucking episode. If I don't know just, why anybody would want to see that, but we're going to do it for you. If you just followed us today on Twitter and this is your first episode you're listening to, share it on your Twitter. Please do. Let's see it. Please do. We want to see people that are new to it, listen to the episode, liked it enough to share it. People are supposed to support small business, local businesses. We're a local business doing this shit upright, for real. Yeah. Veteran owned, may I add. You better get in where you fit in. We ain't no fucking bums now. We're local. We're here. We ain't queer. Get used to it. But let's go ahead and get this baby off. Share it. Tell everybody about it. Subscribe. Check out our website. Check out our tube. Again, not red. Clarification. <laughs> it, it is the YouTube. Important not the red tube. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just, <laughs> uh, again, I have to tell everybody this every single episode. Dakota's voice reason. I am not. <laughs> I am the fly off the handle. Dakota has to talk us into making more sense because I will go crazy. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out our website, www.slightlybiasedsports.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. And if you haven't told your friends, you're wrong.